재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Welcome back to Koreascape. Well, our People in Seoul segment is all about catching up with really interesting people that are passing through or staying for short periods of time and interfacing them with you before they go back on their way. This week, we're thinking about cool and trendy and artsy places around the greater Seoul area. I bet you think of Hongdae or Gangnam when I say that. These days, though, a satellite city just south of Seoul called Anyang is undergoing a creative reinvention. Until December 15th, the 15th Anyang Public Art Project will incorporate the works of more than 50 Korean and international artists to enrich the city. And we've got a special guest this week named Unji Ju. She is the artistic director behind this year's fifth edition of APAP. Do I say app app? <laughs> APAP works. APAP. How are you doing, Unji? Great. Thanks for having me. You're Korean American, correct? Yes. From maybe California or? Oh, there's. It's hard to answer the from all part. over the place. Yeah, I was born in Pennsylvania, uh-huh. but I have lived um, maybe 15 years of my life in California. The other 15 in New York, and another. You're Similar amount of time in Minnesota. <laughs> from coast to coast with a little Minnesota in between. Mm-hmm. You uh, drop into Korea often, or is this... I do. I've been working with artists in uh, Korea probably for the last close to 20 years. So mm-hmm. I travel here re- re- regularly. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I had the opportunity to work on the Korean Pavilion for the Venice Biennial um, in 2009. And so that year I was here... We just had, well. uh, not too long ago, we had the Gwangju Biennale down there. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to that? Of course. Sure. Of course. I actually have been to everyone except for one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was my first time down mm-hmm. there. You know, it's been going on for years that I've been here, but I never made it down, and I found it such a an interesting community of people that came together. We had a special talk show down there, and just some of the minds that yeah. people... Someone like me is not really, really educated deeply in art. And to hear the deeper dimensions of art, how people are using art uh, in socially relevant ways, you know, to tell stories of, say, conflict or war, uh, create empathy in other people, uh, makes you really appreciate uh, beyond a visual level what's going on. But tell me what's going on down in in Anyang. This is uh, a temporary transformation of the city. This is uh, yeah, a kind of a biennale, a mini biennale. Exactly. I mean, the idea actually for um, for the Anyang Public Art Project was tied originally to the development of the Anyang Art Park area. And that historically had been a recreation area, very important to Korea, because until the 1980s, when people you know, didn't really have their own cars very mm-hmm. much in Korea. The m- most popular recreation area was Anyang because you could take the public transportation and there was a, you know, beautiful countryside river. You know, there's eight rivers and streams in Anyang and four major mountains. And so it's, it was a very important place to go with your families for recreation. Mm-hmm. There, there was, you know, before the development of the satellite city, there was great agricultural production down uh-huh. there as well. Uh, the famous Anyang grapes actually yeah. today I think there's only eight vineyards left but really really the most delicious grapes you've ever had from Anyang this is uh, kind of news to me I haven't traveled much to Anyang I don't have a car so <laughs> I'm still living for all intents and purposes in the 80s uh, it would be a great place for me to go it actually is a fantastic place to come in the summertime I think it is a you know 
personally, we we were so excited to bring our friends from Argentina uh-huh. or Denmark, United States, uh, Colombia to Anyang to share with them this great nature yeah, and yeah. this kind of very spiritual city, actually. It sounds like a great antidote to uh, the, the concrete jungle of Seoul. Absolutely. What are we talking about, an hour to get down there? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, from City Hall, you could take the line one, you're down there in 45 minutes. Oh, cool. And how did you interface with this thing? Was this, um, they, they just kind of targeted uh, art directors and particularly Korean-American ones, or did you, were you involved in the sort of organic planning of this whole thing from the ground up? No, I actually was invited just last fall, and I had only been to Anyang one time before, and I was here in Seoul uh, as an advisor for the Media City Biennial, which happened at okay. the Seoul uh, Museum of Art, uh, just closed, I think. And so when I was in town, they asked me, come down and take a look, we want to talk to you, and I came back down to Anyang and you know, reminded of its beauty, and when they asked me what I considered to be the artistic director, I wasn't planning to live in Korea. I had just moved back <laughs> to New York City. Yeah. And, but I couldn't resist because I think the opportunity to work in Korea, uh, to do my first curatorial project actually in Korea was yeah. uh, perfect to, to do in Anyang, to do in a small city, to do you know a project that is really focused on how we interface with the public, how we you know, respectfully use the city's money in order to produce mm. contemporary art for the citizens of Anyang and an international and national audience. Kind of a lot of factors, which mm. made it very interesting to participate. So this is not you just parachuting in from New York City. You said you live here. You, you moved I, here for this. I live in a small office town near Anyang Station. <laughs> it's beautiful. How long beautiful has this view. been the case? For like a year? I've been here more or less uh, based here since February. Wow. All right. So this is a very deep, organic kind of engagement. This is not you just looking at uh, GIFs and JPEGs and things on your computer. This no. is you engaging with artists. And in fact, of the of the artists who were invited to participate, about you know, there's about twenty twenty. 23 projects, which involve, in the end, almost 60 artists, maybe. Um, all of those artists came to Anyang and spent some time here. No kidding. Yeah, because they're all new commissions or, you know, or the artists, you know, maybe work in, live in Seoul, but they spent, you know, multiple trips down to Anyang to check on, you know, what was going on, to learn about the city and the citizens, to develop from parades to films and... There must be some nice cafe culture down there. Artists hanging out and talking to each other and... There actually is a nice local scene, but it's very small. So it was, I think, uh, exciting to have, you know, international artists and soul-based artists to kind of spend time as well. But there is a great... um, There's a great series of surprisingly good tea houses and cafes in Anyang near the park. Okay. Anyang Public Art Project, is there an umbrella theme? Sometimes they they like to have a little slogan. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of anti-theme, so I really want the work to speak for itself because Mm. I think sometimes when you have a thematic exhibition, the theme can override the intentions of an individual work. So in this case, I invited artists to come to Anyang develop a project and have that project um, have its kind of, try to have it have its own integrity but with this instruction to really think about the public you know to really think about public engagement and so that affected very much where the works are the scale of the works um, you know how the 
their presentation in the in the case of some video works or some live performance based works. Ah, there's live performance stuff. There was three. There were three incredible parades that happened in October okay. <laughs> throughout the city of Anyang. One one uh, originated at Soksu Market, came to the and came to the Anyang Art Park, and uh, resulted in the f- the kind of open part of the opening performance uh-huh. on October fifteenth. The second was the following day. We had a parade from the park. Uh, to the Anyang Station and finally, finally to Samduk Park, which is behind the main um, Anyang uh, Market, huh. City Market. And then uh, the following weekend, there was one in the kind of Bomge Pyeongchan area. So this is some of it is transient art. This is not uh, stuff that sits in the park and you can look at it. Some of it is art that uh, is born and and fades away in one day. There, yeah, exactly. And there's some. There is, for example, an artist named uh, Sora Kim who's been doing inserts in the newspaper, mm. and they're kind of anonymous inserts. Mm. And this is a, an ongoing project which will continue through the spring. Um, I think we're doing six inserts in all, and you know, so a kind of image appears in the newspaper, and you might not have any idea <laughs> what the heck why is this? It, and it drops out like yeah, an insert. Yeah, why are there beautiful red flowers in okay. the middle of the newspaper? Printed on the page with the content, or as an insert? As a as an insert, okay. But printed on newsprint. Ah, ah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's they're really beautiful, and also those same images are being incorporated into like seven or eight bus stops at a time uh so you know kind of randomly around the city so this is sort of a guerrilla infusion of art it it's random you know, senseless acts of art throughout <laughs> all of onion not senseless but random <laughs> <laughs> um it, does it transcend all mediums i mean is it uh are we, are we doing everything there's sculpture there's paint there's what what media that i haven't thought of yet are are represented um well there's video Okay. There's paint, not so much traditional painting, mm. um, but there is some. We did a great project uh, that was organized by the curator uh, Jayong Park, which is called the Art in the Shops Project, and that was a kind of collaboration between local artists from Anyang and business people along this kind of corridor of the art park. And so, uh, one of my one of my like uh, favorite kind of intrusions into everyday life is the outside of our market you know at the corner at the corner of the beginning of the art park has you know photographs of apples mm-hmm. and strange you know products mm-hmm. and uh one of the photographers from Anyang installed his own photograph of a market in South Asia okay and it just you know sits alongside <laughs> these other two like apple products and yeah. whatnot and it's you might not ever notice it, but it's telling a different message. And these kind of small infusions have been really, really nice. And the public has really enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like an Easter egg hunt in a way, sort of art just popping up. Exactly. And is it, uh, are the artists aiming to sort of um, conform and enhance the environment? Or are they, are they aiming to pop out and shock a little bit? It's different in different cases. There's a really wonderful work by Lisa Siegel, who's a Brooklyn-based artist. She was listening to a lecture about the history of Anyang and learned about the swimming pools that had been there historically. There was there were pools that were built into the river itself by the Japanese during the colonial period. Mm. And those were a really popular system of pools, kind of like these dropping pools. And then 
because the area became so popular, there were always also a series of man-made pools. And one of those man-made pools was called the Manga Park uh, Pool. And those pools were destroyed in 1977, partially destroyed because there was a huge flood, mm -hmm. uh, which also upset the river, destroyed part of the river at that time. They were recovered, but never quite hit their beauty, their full beauty again. Mm -hmm. And today, it's a parking lot. Oh, wow. But after she... So heard this lecture or saw pictures of the old pool we were walking by this parking lot and we looked up and we were like that's got to be the pool you know and so her project actually was to work with uh local construction people to fix a part of this wall you know the wall of the pool uh -huh. to repair it repaint it blue wow repaint this like small thin white line perfectly straight yeah repair a bit of the bleachers above okay that so that when you look up, you can see its beauty again and yeah. re be reminded of it. And to her, this is kind of like a monument to civic history. Interesting. Wow. So it's not a ruin anymore. It's a, a testament. Yeah. It's kind of like, remember why this is, why is this weird wall, you know, yeah. behind your car? Yeah. So it's kind of like to bring out what's already there. Uh -huh. And that was, I think, one of the really outstanding works and very subtle yeah. um, works that's there. But because there's this huge bright blue wall you know you really do see it is there anything in this sort of uh, do i have the numbers right 50 or so korean and international artists yes potpourri of uh different works is there anything that you would call like a showstopper uh this is the real attention hog of the exhibition kind of thing well we don't like to play favorites ever <laughs> okay. in the curatorial game but something that um, grabs you by the lapels i think that there are, there are a couple of projects that are really important to to this project um, overall project. Uh, one is the the work by Che Zhenghua, mm. and actually, there's two artists in the in the Anyang Pavilion, which is a building that was built by Alvaro Siza Vieira uh, in 2005. It's this beautiful pavilion where the offices of the project are right now, and uh, it had been kind of transformed in the last APAP beautifully into you know maker's lab and um, public presentation area. This kind of live active workshop area for us it was a little too active because mm. we also wanted to have the possibility to show work in the space and we felt that over time it had started to become unraveled because it's the purpose uh, the function was changing in the space so we invited Che Zhenghua to come in and you know f make the space a new function mm. and he built this beautiful piece called the Gateless Gate, mm -hmm. and it's based in kind of Korean um, shelving systems. I see. And all of our needs, from 3,000 books to the archive, to our ladders and chairs, to our docent uniforms and sound system, are in this one wall. Wow. And behind the sliding wall, you know, is everything we use on a daily basis wow. so it's this beautiful functional wall and it's covered in this material which is reused or appropriated from construction sites mm -hmm. and used to make uh concrete bricks oh, so wow. it has this kind of you know it's it's this patchwork of yeah. of old boards that make up uh, these sliding walls so that's definitely something worth seeing and uh we have this ongoing film screening in the lote cinema at at uh, Bomge Station, 
um, by Im Hung Sun, who's a filmmaker from Korea, who actually won the Silver Lion at the last Venice Biennial, which is a huge deal. Mm. Um, I think probably the first Korean to ever win such an honor. And um, his new film is called Roheng, and it's about North Korean uh, refugee women and their stories. And it's a fictional and documentary uh, film combined. Beautiful film, and you, you must. You just see fished it. me in with that one. I am absolutely going to that one. It's Saturdays at three p.m. Saturdays at three p.m. I'm in. Please uh, come. Yeah, and so this thing goes until the the fifteenth. This goes of December. Mm -hmm. And is there a right way to do the APAP? Should you just get off at Anyang Station and start randomly walking around, or is there a method? There is absolutely a method. You want to get off at Anyang Station and look at uh, Bona Parks. Uh, four-channel video that's incorporated into the advertising screens uh, on the pl subway platform. Then you take the a, ta a taxi or the number two local bus mm. to Anyang Art Park. Okay. When you get to the um, Anyang Art Park, there's works installed at the Kim Jung Up Museum, which looks like a warehouse, mm -hmm. uh, kind of industrial warehouse um, factory. It's mm -hmm. the ruins of a of a really important factory that was built by a very important modernist architect in Korea. All right. So named after him, Kim Jong-up. And there, there's works by four or five artists. You can get the guidebook there, you can and a map, and you can continue on. Or you can start right at the Anyang Pavilion, which is the building built by Siza, a little bit further mm -hmm. down the road next to the waterfall. And there, you can also get information um, on taking a tour or... Uh, getting just more orientation from staff members. That's a full day um, of of uh, activity. It is. I think you could get there in the morning and easily be leaving around sundown or find yourself a cafe or something. Absolutely. And there's great food in that area. Is there, though? Yeah. Yeah? Delicious. <laughs> I think you uh, could be uh, an Anyang spokesperson after Absolutely. this. Absolutely. You, I came for the APAP and I stayed for the Jige or whatever. Um, you're scheduled to go back to New York once this thing wraps up, so like at the beginning of 2017? I'm actually in and out through the spring of 2017 because we're finishing three more projects next mm. year. Here in Korea? Mm -hmm. One of the projects will be the renovation of the skate park in the Pyeongchang City City. Uh, I'm sorry, the Pyeongchang Central The winter park. skate park, the snow no, no um, X Games Park, like X Games Skateboard okay. Park. Okay, wow. So uh, the artist Joshil Gill is working on a new intervention there. Oh, wow. The artist Jan Vo from Germany and Mexico is uh, doing a new playscape in the Anyang Art Park playground area. And the artist collective Superflex is working on a new welcome center. And they're actually here now doing community workshops um, in the Anyang Pavilion these next days. We had mm. maybe upwards of 50 high school kids in the pavilion yesterday making wow. new models uh, to inspire. You're all over the place. So your, your background is art curation and basically herding cats, which are artists, right? 
I mean, it's. I it's, often use the term herding cats. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a unique thing. You've got to have artistic sensibilities. Uh, are have you been an artist? Are, do you no. dabble in art yourself? No. It's a different skill set, isn't it? Absolutely. To tap into the creativity of others and um, channel it in a productive way, so that the trains run on time and that the installation happens, right? And I think you really also, for me as a curator, since a lot of my work is around new production and commissions, I'm also very interested in the artists working with each other and meeting each other and starting conversations mm. that might be productive mm-hmm. for both of both or all of them. So in this case, it was really important that not only did the artists all come to Anyang, but most of the artists came in groups. And so there were periods of time where we would have, you know, seven or eight or ten artists in town from different countries and Korean artists going on a hike mm-hmm. in the mountains together, having dinner together, you know, Talking and sure. learning from each other. Any particularly interesting sort of gist of a conversation that you overheard while you've been here in Anyang in terms of, I don't know, maybe Korean artists interfacing with international artists? You know, I'm not looking for like a transcript, but I'm wondering just, just topic-wise, when these people get together, what kind of stuff are they throwing back and forth? I think everything. You yeah. know, I think a lot of times, you know, international artists might be asking the Korean artists really specific questions about Korean culture or mm-hmm. history or, you know, about like things they see on the street that they can't quite understand. And, you know, I think most of the Korean artists that I was working with have had a chance to travel outside. So they're not, you know, necessarily needing uh, deciphering of what happens in London or New York or mm-hmm. Germany, but maybe um, they might really be curious about kind of cultural similarities and differences. And so those conversations are also really productive. There's often conversation about books and music. Books and music? <laughs> yeah. What are you reading? What are you listening to? There, kinds are they of conversations. opinionated people, artists? Do they have... Um, do, do, the, do the exchanges get uh, a little heated, or are the, are artists, you know, very accepting and assimilating of each other's tastes? They're all things. They're all things. They're all you things. You can't put I, them in a I, box. I tend to try to work with artists who are also very good people, mm-hmm. so we don't have so many confrontations. Is there any generality that we might be able to say about the Korean artists involved in this thing? I mean, is there... Uh, are, they, are they all extraordinarily individualistic, or is there something that they're all the Korean artists particularly good at or some direction they bend in? I would say that the the Korean artists and the international artists involved in this project have some kind of relate are exploring relationships to society. Okay. And that's why I invited them to this public art project. Not because they make public art per se. A couple of them have worked at this scale of public art before. But many of them are really just thinking about ways, different ways to engage with society, different ways to understand their responsibility as artists in relation to the public. And therefore, you know, this kind of a uh, exhibition or project was a challenge for them to then also, how do we present, you know, how do we present conceptual ideas to a public that maybe is not well-versed in contemporary art, do you know? Do you believe that you can have a conversation with anybody? Mm. And I think you know many of them showed that they could. What do you think for somebody who's still kind of on the fence, wondering, you know, eh, do I go down to Anyang? Do I walk around? Maybe they're not fully engaged or sold on the idea of public art. What's the what's the takeaway? What's the what's the selling proposition to that person to get them to come down to Anyang? Do you think? I think if you come down to Anyang to see APAP, 
five, you will not only see moments of beautiful art, uh, great experiences with thinking and seeing, but you'll also be in nature mm. while you're looking and thinking. So it's a really uh, it's a really pleasant day to spend. Yeah, so you'll you'll be relaxed by being in nature, but you'll also be stimulated by uh, seeing someone else's work and hopefully get the wheels turning in terms of your own thoughts. And Absolutely. So well, Unji Ju is the artistic director behind this year's fifth edition of the Anyan Public Art Project. It goes through to December 15th. It has been a real pleasure to talk to you, Unji. I hope you uh, have, enjoy the rest of your stay and uh, that you'll come back to Korea from time to time and see us. Absolutely. Thank you. And that's going to bring today's edition of Koreascape to a close. The show is produced by Ojang Sop with associate production from Jamie Lee and writing from Nikki Kim. I'm Kurt Asian. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. And we're back tomorrow morning to dive in Korea into all the trending topics online. If you're in Seoul, this, that, and Amy is up next. And we'll see you tomorrow morning.